Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Oh, baby. Here we go. A little late on the button, cutting out the video, but that's okay. It is episode 400. I'm a little pumped today. I'm a little excited. The 49ers Rush podcast has has been a blessing. Um, you know, started this several years ago, uh, just over five years ago. We're working on year six now. And golly, man, the amount of people that I have met that are just incredible human beings through this podcast, uh, you know, speaking with former players, you know, falling in love with, you know, the team that you've, you've loved since you were a child and being able to cover that team and just grow in depth and be a part of that community has been incredible. And I just want to say thank you guys. Uh, man, the countdown crew, I see you hashtag CCs. That's what's up, man. Absolutely incredible. It feels great, man. And this is pretty cool. You know, when you start something, you don't really know where it's going to go. You always hope, you know, things will manifest in a certain way. Man, I was recording on my cell phone, sitting in a recliner, terrible audio to start. And, you know, I probably did that for about 30 or 40 episodes. And, you know, 70 people maybe listening after like a year. And eventually people would be like, hey, man, you should do this. Hey, why don't you put it on YouTube? Hey, why don't you do this? Uh, you know, and... Every single time, I would just shrug my shoulders and be like, yeah, why not? 
and we would adapt and we'd innovate. Now here we are like, this thing is a freaking TV show, TV channel, and it's all because of you guys. You know, obviously the clips and the Patreon and the video breakdowns, and it's just been an absolute blast. So I just want to say thank you um, to you guys because the amount of positivity that comes back to me and all the kind words and all that stuff, the upvotes, the subscriptions, it's incredible. And I always have this feeling in the back of my mind we're just getting started. Uh, but we're doing so many new things this year, right? Uh, we've got the 49ers Rush Road Trip. Uh, we're doing all that kind of stuff going on. Patreon's taking a huge uptick with bonus episodes and all that kind of stuff. And just building that, we've got Discord channel that's going on. If you haven't joined that yet, um, it's free. <laughs> it's free. And the instructions are in the description of this video. And it's just been incredible. So, I want to say thank you to everybody, first off. And two, we've got giveaways. That's what we do. Um, we are giving away four tickets to the sold-out open practice on Saturday, August 7th uh, for the 49ers. It's sold out. And I, I do want to say thank you to Daniel. He's one of the Patreon subscribers. It's absolutely awesome community over there of people that are just really unselfish. One, they like to support the podcast financially, which is huge. allows me to do this much more often. But two, they share things. Uh, Daniel bought tickets for him and his family. He had to go out of town with work, and he's just freaking incredible and said, hey, give this away for your 400th episode, and let's build that community even more. So that's coming up today. I've got some T-shirts I want to give away too. I'm wearing one of my uh, designed uh, yak <laughs> keep defenses on their toes uh, T-shirts modeled after the old dare. Uh, I don't know if you can see it here, but I love this shirt. I got it for both my kids. I don't think they know what dare is, but uh, wearing this is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, let's jump in. We'll be giving away stuff, and I've even got a couple trivia questions built into this episode uh, to give away some free T-shirts. So that's on the – I got a little too excited when I moved. I don't have a lot of wiggle room. I think I messed up my headphones. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, absolutely fun. Uh, man, LionLine421, he says, congratulations from Okinawa, Japan. That is awesome. The international faithful community, second to none. What's up, Shot Jay? I see you here, man. Always great to be with you guys. What's up, Brian Carter? Just awesome people, awesome people. So let's do this, all right? Let's jump into some of the practice reports. We've had practice one and practice two. They're wrapped up. I have clips, thanks to the mad scientist Juan Salas himself, um, cutting up from after the first practice. We've got some clips jumping into that press conference. We're going to be hearing from so many different players and coaches. It's going to be an action-packed episode. So really, really exciting. And as always, if you have a question or a comment that you want mentioned in this podcast, please tag me. This is a live show. I'm the producer. I'm working the soundboard, the video board, the comment section. I got my notes. So you got to get my attention as best you can. And trust me, I don't want to leave any of that stuff out there. Um, so it, we'll, we'll go from there. Oh, Lonnie Watson, congratulations from Cleburne. Yeah, man, I know Cleburne. I've been down there quite a lot. They got some good barbecue just outside of there and a really good uh, brewery as well down there. Any chance the 49ers make an offer for Howard, Xavier Howard of the Dolphins? Man, I like Xavier Howard as a player. He is incredible. Um, absolutely. I think he's a top three corner in the league. If he can sustain that, I don't know. It's going to cost a first round plus. And then on top of that, he's already due $12 million against the cap to whatever team trades for him on the current deal. He doesn't want the current deal. He wants a new deal. So one... The 49ers could handle it cap-wise. That is a positive. Second thing, 
we don't have picks for a long time. <laughs> so I just really don't think that that's a possibility. If you wanted to do a player trade plus, then maybe um, what that would look like. I mean, maybe you could package like a Jason Verrett in a second, but I don't know if we want to do that, to be honest with you. I know we only have Verrett on a one-year deal, but financially and draft pick compensation-wise, I just don't see it. Doesn't mean it can't happen. And the one thing I can say is I'm really glad that the Los Angeles Rams are in the same situation as us because I think they would be going after him as well. So I love that. I love that. Um, man, thank you for the gift, Shot Jay. I love it, man. He says, no comment. Just felt like interrupting you with a gift. Interrupt away, my friend. Uh, you are incredible. And uh, stay tuned, Shot, uh, because you're going to be hearing your name a little bit later. Um just, just a forewarning there. Now, I do want to say thanks to Matt Barrows. Uh, his practice reports, I think, are the best. People always you know, message me and email me. Man, who should I follow to get the best information from the beat writers? That's my go-to guy. There's several, and I'm, not, I'm just wanting to highlight one or two to build a community. Matt doesn't even follow me. He's been on the show before, but uh, like... There's, I'm just saying I believe in his work and what he has done. And so if you're wanting to follow more and understand more, The Athletic's incredible. The subscription there is well worth it. Not very expensive at all. Um, I subscribe to them. And anyway, that's where a lot of the nuts and bolts where I get these practice reports from, that's where it starts. Now, a few surprise starters that I want to navigate through that I thought was crazy. Tim Harris, cornerback, got the start surprisingly now again we we've had some people out you know uh, Manuel Mosley test positive for COVID we've got three guys on COVID currently Manuel Mosley Jaquaski Tart who has the toe he wasn't gonna be practicing anyway but he had the positive COVID as well then Juwan Jennings and man tell me you're seeing uh, <laughs> a theme here Guys that have been injury riddled also coming down with the positive COVID whenever they're being brought in. Those three guys are missing times. Now, again, this goes back to if they've had the vaccine, which we don't know and not really interested in knowing. But the reason why that is important, if they have not been vaccinated, they have to wait a minimum of 10 days minimum so that means they're out for the first two weeks if they have had the vaccine it's 24 hours with back-to-back -back negative tests and again you can go on covid the reserve list if you don't have it if you just had close contacts because you have to wear that monitoring device and so if you're around somebody else that has it just like what we saw last year when kendrick Bourne got it and that cost us trent williams brandon Ayuk, uh, i think a couple other people as well so again if you don't have that vaccine then you're going to be missing time this year that's just all there is to it. And so we're starting to see that. So Mosley's out. They decide they didn't want to throw the rookies in there early. Kyle Shanahan alluded to this already, that this first th uh, four-day practice stretch, rookies are at individual only. They're being phased in. So they were in the second team, uh, team defense. They're not getting starters work. That's just all there is to it. The only rookie that has received starters work or starters reps is Trey Sermon. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So Tim Harris. Remember, he was a late-round draft pick out of Virginia, height, weight, speed specimen, um, but back-to-back -back years on the practice squad, horrible injuries, never even been elevated to the roster. He got the start um, right off the bat, and I love that. I, I assumed once I saw Emmanuel Mosley out on COVID, it was going to be number 27. And not that I'm against number 27, but we know what his ceiling is. 
It's not high. <laughs> so why not give somebody else some reps that finally is healthy? And I like that. Um, now, also, as we go through this, Juan Salas has cut up some clips just from the 49ers site uh, that we can have some of this stuff going on as well. There's no audio or anything, but I thought, why not? Let, let, let's add this extra element. It's 400. Let's step up our game. Let's step it up. So I do want to say thank you again to him. Matt Calloway, uh, appreciate the gift, my friend. He says, congrats on 400. 400 is a big freaking number, man. That's all I got to say. Now, the 49ers did bring in um, a veteran, cornerback Drake Kirkpatrick, Kirkpatrick which uh, I've studied Drake Kirkpatrick all the way back since he was in high school. Uh, as many of you guys know, I'm a huge Longhorn fan, and with Longhorns going to the SEC, at least that's what it's looking like. That's crazy. But he was an early commit to Texas, and so I started you know, going through a lot of his high school film, and then he decommitted from Texas and went to Alabama instead, traveled around. He's been an NFL journeyman, all that stuff. He's not signed yet, but it's an extra camp body to bring in that has a lot of veteran experience. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um, you know, he's getting their workout. We'll just have to wait and see. But it's not like we don't have depth at the corner position. We just don't have veteran depth. Ambry Thomas worked with the number two. So the, the second string corners in practice so far was number 27 and Ambry Thomas. Those are the outside corner guys. So, so there's depth there. There's no doubt about that. But are you comfortable yet? Um, do you want to thrust Ambry Thomas into that starting role? We'll have to see what Tim Harris does. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this as well. With cornerback Tim Harris getting the start, this is make or break time. If for some reason he lays a dud, don't be surprised if he gets cut. So it's either it's sink or swim time. They, they have invested two years of practice squad into Tim Harris. It's time. It's either you show what's up or you, they're going to move on. So curious to see what's going to happen because, again, if they bring in a corner, I'm telling you right now, Tim Harris is going to be the first one to go um, unless he excels, and I hope that he does. At strong safety, again, as I said, Tart's out. Um, obviously, we lost Tavares Moore already. So who's going to get the start at strong safety? None other than Tavon Wilson, another kind of journeyman. Um, here's just some more DB drills that I'm putting up there, just you know, warming up, showing their footwork. And you see number one. That looks so clean. Jimmy Ward changes his number to number one. I freaking love it. Uh, Single-digit numbers for the win. Always, always, always. I love that stuff. Um, now, couple uh, the <coughs> excuse me. Second team safeties: Jared Maiden and Talanoa Hufunga. Those were the second team guys. Now, there's a lot to take away from this. Number one, Marcel Harris did not get any work with the safeties. It seems like they're ready to keep him at the linebacker position. That's what he's been working at for two days now. So it doesn't seem like, you know, Marcel Harris, who has started games at safety for the 49ers, that doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Um, so Marcel Harris is going to be working at linebacker three spot. Tony Jefferson, who they brought in, seems like they're phasing him in very slowly. If you remember... Tony Jefferson didn't play football last year. So bring him about slowly. So the second team safeties, Jared Maiden and uh, Talanoa Hufanga. Another important note about Hufanga, he was the first person into practice on the field and the last person off um, two days in a row. So he was a gold helmet guy. You remember, you know, coming out of USC, we drafted two gold helmet guys, Trey Lance and Hufanga. And he is already kind of setting that precedent. He's not going anywhere. And I freaking love it, man. 
Um, I cannot get enough of this kid. Hufanga, I, I don't think that he's going to get a lot of reps. I don't think he's going to even start a game this season. I think you're multiple injuries away. I think Tony Jefferson will be the first safety um, up if, you know, if, if Tart or Moore, I'm sorry, if Tart or Jimmy Ward get hurt, I think Tony Jefferson is going to be that guy. And then after that, I think it's Tavon Wilson. Then I think it's Hufanga. But we've got some time to kind of see how those things play out. We have a lot of depth at safety, but we got to kind of wait and see. We got to see what's going to happen there. Also got to talk about Trey Serban, man. Um, wanted to give Mostert a little bit less work. And so Trey Sermon, the only rookie out there that was getting starter reps with the ones. And you got to remember, okay, context is key. Whether it's financial or draft capital, that changes the way teams, front offices, coaches are going to play a player. They traded up with a division opponent in the draft to get Trey Sermon. They're going to get him some work. And Kyle Juszczyk was asked, and I love this, about Trey Sermon and what he's looked like. So let's listen to, I mean, Juszczyk's going to be the lead blocker for him. So I thought this was key. Definitely. Um, I really I really enjoy being around Trey uh, so far. He, he exudes a, a quiet confidence to him. Uh, you know, he's, he's not uh, too much of a, a chatterbox out there. He's... Um, and part of that may be just be being a rookie and, you know, just wanting to uh, kind of feel out the space and, and learn everyone's personality. But so far, it's just been a quiet confidence. And I, I've just been impressed with how, um, you know, he's been shoved into uh, a lot of reps at, with the first team right away uh, with with Jeff going down and, you know, Raheem missing a few practices during OTAs. And uh, he's handled it really well. He's uh, he's very intelligent. Um just very calm, you know, it, it doesn't, the game's not too big for him, and you can sense that from him. So uh, I got a lot of a lot of hope for him, and I think he's going to do a really good job. I, I, it's great news. Quiet confidence. That's just, ooh. Yeah, as, as a coach, you love those guys. You, you like the loud, verbal captains. You need one or two of those. But whenever you got those one or two guys that you just, the quiet assassins, they're the ones that carry weight. They don't say much. And as a rookie, you, you got to applaud that. But the fact that he's already getting all those reps, I think is key. I think that's key. All right, now it's time to announce our first giveaway of the day. We've got a couple, so stay tuned. We're going to have some trivia and all those things. Here we go. The winner of the four tickets to the open practice on August 7th. Uh, it's sold out. And again, just want to say thank you to Daniel. Awesome guy. It goes to none other to Shot J, this guy is all over the place, very, very active. And just want to say thank you, man. I hope that you have an absolute blast. Uh, he's a Patreon supporter. Just want to say thank you there again. And for all the giveaways we do, Patreon members get an automatic submission. And then if we do something on Twitter, like retweet this, that gets you a submission. And what happens is I just copy and paste all those things into an Excel spreadsheet. And then I have a number generator. I used to have my son pick a number, but he always used to pick the same number. <laughs> and so whatever number that hits, that's who gets whatever it is. So uh, congratulations to you, friend. Uh, you deserve way more than that. Uh, <laughs> he just said, I think I peed myself a little. Thank you, John, and everyone else for supporting John. Really appreciate it, brother. Hope you have a great time. Uh, we are giving away some other t-shirts and stuff, so stay tuned for that. Now, back to the star. I think the star of day one, and I don't even think it was close, it's B.A., Brandon Ayuk. He caught two amazing deep balls in 11-11 team drills from Jimmy Garoppolo, both from Jimmy Garoppolo. And one of them I thought was really interesting. 
Jimmy Garoppolo's rolling to his left, throwing back to his right, which we haven't seen very much of. And so, and just Jimmy throw a deep period, we haven't seen very much of. So it's, it's, it's awesome knowing that that is in the back pocket. And the handsome quarterback himself was asked, man, how is it throwing to Brandon Ayuk? And here's QB1, Jimmy Garoppolo. We didn't get a chance this summer. It, it didn't really work out. But the trust factor with me and B, is, it's been awesome. It really has. Starting from, I mean, when he first got here, we had a good OTAs together. He's just one of those guys' his body language. Um, it allows me to anticipate throws. We had a couple of them today. The breakdown in the play that you're talking about, honestly, there wasn't even, usually as a quarterback, you got to point him at where you want him. And he just, he broke literally when I broke, when we escaped the pocket together. It was kind of weird, but it's just uh, guys like that, you could, when you could trust them with their body language, Muhammad had a couple plays today like that. It just, uh, it gives you confidence as a quarterback, I guess. And, you know, I think Brandon Ayuk, another important thing, and this happened in the press conference today, and... Barrett was in there, and they asked about Muhammad Sanu, which we're going to talk about in a second. But he said, you know, it's really, really important for Brandon Ayuk that Muhammad Sanu is there. The veteran presence that, one, was with Julio Jones. And this is out of Verrett's mouth now. And he said, look, Sanu played with, Jay, you know, Julio Jones. And Brandon Ayuk has similar skill set. That, that's not my words. That's his words. And he's playing that same role in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And, man, he makes a lot of those crazy, crazy plays. And really, really excited to see what he can do because he's just he's just nuts, man. Um, he's just nuts. And I don't think it really matters. Here's just some clips of the quarterbacks warming up together, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance in the same um, thing. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Remember, Brandon Ayuk did most of his damage last year, led the team in receptions, all those things. With Nick Mullins. <laughs> so the fact that whether he's catching passes from Jimmy Garoppolo or from Trey Lance, that's an upgrade. Uh, upgrade, that's just what it is. Now, if you look at the quarterbacks, if we stay on this, they both performed very, very similarly in day one. Both of them went five for seven in team. Jimmy's taken almost all the QB1 snaps. Um, Lance has taken all, almost all the Team 2 snaps. But what's important to understand is the line and the quarterback stay the same. So uh, there's the starters of offensive line and quarterback and usually running back. Those stay the same. So Jimmy's taken all of his snaps with Alex Mack, Tr uh, Trent Williams, all those guys. Lance has taken his snaps with the backup offensive line. Now the the well, court, the skill positions, they rotate. So just because Jimmy is taking all the ones doesn't mean Trey Lance isn't throwing to Debo and Kittle and those guys because the skill position guys rotate on a different basis than just, you know, the starters and one. So whatever. So both quarterbacks went five and seven in team. Both had two deep completions. Both the Jimmys went to Brandon Ayuk. Lance had one to Debo and one to Kittle. And here's Debo whenever he got asked about the deep ball from Trey Lance and what that was like from a rookie, his very first practice ever. Here's Debo. It was just a, it was just a go route uh, and the corner set. So I just, you know, I just looked up and the ball was placed perfectly well. Does an offense get, you know, energy, momentum from, from plays like that? Do you feel like, let's keep this going? I mean, it, it, it starts it starts with the wideouts, you know, uh, for us to run game. You know, we, we, we pride ourselves in blocking for the backs. You know, whenever we make a play, it just energy boosts for the whole team. So we just go out there and just try to keep it. Man, I love that he talks about energy because when you think about Debo, at any time he makes a play in a game, if the ball's in his hands, it's, whoa, 
Uh oh, like edge of the seat time because that's what he brings. And Debo has talked. He, he went in this interview. I didn't, we didn't get. I didn't get this clip added into the show today, but talked about how he is working on his deep game because he's always been that kind of catch and go guy, the yak guy, right? Got the shirt on, yak guy. I get that. But man, if he can add that to his game, the deep route running. That's a whole nother level. Tommy, appreciate the gift, my friend. He says, <laughs> he says, John the Goat Chapman. I appreciate that very much. I appreciate the gift. That is incredible. Uh, there's another comment in here I wanted to talk about. All In Sports Betting said, apparently Aaron Banks lost every one-on-one in camp today. Now, Kyle Shanahan talked about this. And I didn't, again, another clip that I don't have in here. There's been so many press conferences the past three days. I don't want to overdo it with press stuff. Uh, you can go watch those on San Francisco's channel, whether on Twitter or YouTube. But why, why I'm highlighting so many of these things is, did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you hear the coaches say something, when you hear the players say something, then you see something on film, those things add up. Kyle Shanahan said no rookies ready to starting snaps. Um, when asked about Aaron Banks, he says, no, no, he's working with the twos. We'll have to see after the first break, which again, four straight practices. They've done two. They got two left and a day off. Then they will reassess. And then he said about Aaron Banks, hey, he's made some really good steps, but as most rookies do, he's going to be taking some steps back in the next couple of days. He called it 100%. He had a bad day. Um, the goal is it to be the best day two in practice. The goal is to be the best week one. We'll have to see what happens. But, yeah, today's a bad day. And Kyle Shannon even said, as long as he's got more steps forward than steps back, we're going to be comfortable with him. So we'll have to wait and kind of see what that looks like. Um, so we'll have to see there now. Oh man, Juan Salas. He's with us. I love it, man. Uh, <laughs> look at this guy. Juan is the man. If you're not following him on Twitter, you should be. He just gave $25. Um, give away another shirt, bro. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I, I will do whatever this guy says because he is always going. I'm going up to the, uh, countdown crew. Here's a countdown crew winner. Uh, make sure to reach out to me. Um, 
The links for the t-shirt is in the description of this video. Pick out a t-shirt you want, and then shoot, Juan's paying for it, man. Michael Lee, appreciate it, man. Countdown crew, he hashtag CC'd in the first 90 seconds. We do it all the time here. So, Michael Lee, congratulations from none other than Juan Sol Solace, the mad scientist himself. That is incredible. Um, so, there's that. That's one. We've got two more, at least two more giveaways going. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I know I don't like money, so we'll see what happens. Now, again, we talked about the two deep passes that Trey Lance had in his very first practice. He only had seven pass attempts, two completions, deep balls, one to Tebow, and one to Kittle. Here's the head coach talking about a rookie completing these passes and kind of evaluating the, I guess, decision-making process on those plays. It's nice. I mean, it was the right um, spot to go with the ball both times. Um, Debo went by his guy, and he made a perfect throw in stride. And then the one to Kittle was pretty good coverage, but he gave him an opportunity ball, and Kittle went up and made a play. So I was impressed with both the eligibles and the quarterback on it. There you go. I mean, he's got to play down everything with Trey. He's got to play up everything with Jimmy. He has to. That's just what it's going to be. And again, echoing the words from Tuesday's press conferences slash, you know, if you listen to this episode, there is no open quarterback competition. He doesn't want that. He wants this to be a natural, organic kind of transition, whether it's through Jimmy G playing bad or being injured. That's it. So you don't want that. You don't want that turn. So, yeah, he did fine. He did this good. He did that good. He did this good. Yeah, it was good. Like, that's it. Just playing it down. Now, back to Debo quickly before we move off of, you know, the wide receivers. Another thing that I thought was important. The injury bug has been huge. And ever, since before Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch showed up, the 49ers have been in the bottom eight of most injured players um, for seven years in a row. So two years before they showed up. We were there. It's been last year was the worst ever, no doubt about that. But Debo's missed a lot of time. Hamstrings, ankles, um, just whatever. And Debo went in a little bit of detail about some of the things that he's doing this offseason to help prevent, especially with the hamstrings, those injuries. Uh, it's really kind of like hot yoga, just focused on more of like my lower body because my upper body is fine. Just working on make sure my hamstrings fine, hip, foot, ankle, all the things that I've that's been injured, more focused on that, and it kind of helped. There you go. Work at the yoga, man. Finding different ways to increase flexibility and all those things. I've said this as a coach, and I tell my players this all the time. If you pull your hamstring, if you tweak your hamstring, it's because one, um, your body's dehydrated. Two, you're not in full, you're not in the best shape. That's a soft tissue thing. Now, Debo, for example, like I think he like broke his ankle. I could be he broke something in the offseason, right? Um, and so he had to rush his body back to catch up to get back into whatever. Uh, when that happens, this is when those things compound. So I love that he's been healthy. I love that he's working on some new things. And I love that he's open to different things. And I think that's huge. I think that's huge. Um, Tobin, appreciate the gift, man. He said, who is looking like our wide receiver three? Sorry if I missed any convo on this. No, this is probably the most often question that we get the past month. Who's wide receiver three? I would have said Jalen Hurd, which Jalen Hurd's been out there practicing, which I love. Um, here's just some um, wide receiver drills just so you can kind of see them. And again, the ones are always the same. It's Debo and Brandon Ayuk. But you can see Jalen Hurd out there, and he is huge. Jalen Hurd is gigantic. Number 14, you'll see him there. I think eventually it's going to be Jalen Hurd. 
But if I'm going to transition, all right, and we're going based off of two practices and all these press conferences, I'm changing my answer to Mo, good old Sanu, Muhammad Sanu, and how his stock has just shot through the freaking roof. And I'll do this. Uh, Let's do another giveaway right now, man. Who, okay, Muhammad Sanu, we're sticking with this. Who, the first person that can answer this question gets a free t-shirt on me. Now, again, whether you're on YouTube, Twitch, uh, (laughs) Periscope, Twitter, whichever one shows up on my feed first because it kind of conglomerates all these five different feeds together. It might look different on YouTube, whatever else. Uh, You're just going to have to trust me. (laughs) The first person that can tell me, what college did Muhammad Sanu go to? You got a t-shirt on me. What was his the first what was the college Muhammad Sanu graduated from? You get a free t-shirt. Oh, Don Burr's back with us, guys. Appreciate the gift, my friend. Uh Detroit wins week one and Cade Cunningham to the Pistons. I love it. Uh one, Detroit's not winning week one. And again, Don, I'm gonna put this back on you, man. I ain't seen you in a couple episodes. You want to put a friendly wager on this uh, week one Detroit Lions versus the 49ers? Slide into my DMs, man. Uh, go ahead and shoot me an email, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. We'll exchange some information. And uh, let, let's put a little wager down, buddy. Uh, let, let's put your money where your mouth is type of thing. Thanks for the gift, Dodd. He's incredible. He's a Lions fan. He's a little bit of a troll, but we love him all the same. All right, we have a winner. The Mac. Rutgers is the correct answer. That is correct. Uh, Muhammad Sanu went to Rutgers. He's been all over the NFL. Cincinnati. Um, he was with Detroit, I think, for a little bit. He's with the Falcons. Now he's with us. He was with the Patriots, and he was with us. Like, just all over the place. Uh, but that is correct. So, uh, the Mac, go ahead and reach out to me. Email 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. I'll get your information and get that sent out into the mail. The Newt was second. Uh, Evelyn got third. Man, a lot of good positive answers on here. I love it. Uh, even Drew got it. So, now, back to Muhammad Sanu. And the question, you know, that was put out by Tobin. I think Muhammad Sanu would be starting day one right now. He's been working with the ones already. And he is different okay when you hear the same name popping up over and over and over and over again during training camp you got to pay attention last year it was kevin givens you remember kevin givens came up and just lit the world of fighters kevin givens and carrie carrie hyder those were the two big ones well muhammad sanu was brought up by kyle shanahan jimmy garoppolo debo and verrett all today so like I mean, in the last two days, I'm telling you, they're bringing them up on their own. And one of my favorite comments. Now, if you got kids at home, um, I'm not saying the cuss word, but Jimmy G's about to let the F-bomb fly. And I I don't know. This didn't make me bad. I kind of liked it. So here's Jimmy Garoppolo talking about Sanu and just the difference between the last time they had him and the time they have him now. Now, how much further along? Muhammad? Yeah, Muhammad. He's... He's looking fucking good, man. He, <laughs> I mean, uh, excuse the language, but he really is. He came, he came in ready. Uh, it's been a lot of fun this first day. And I'm looking forward to the rest of camp with him. There we go. I mean, you don't. You could say, oh yeah, he's player A looks good, and you know he's doing really well. He's working really hard. He's doing a really good job out there. Really excited to see what he's going to do. There's that, and then there's he's looking effing good, man. Um, that's a big difference. And so I think, Tobin, back to your initial question, that's my wide receiver three front runner. You know, nobody's mentioned Richie James, who that's who everybody thought it was going to be. Nobody, nobody's mentioned that. 
And he hasn't been out there. Like, I mean, he's been out there, but what do you do there? Kyle Shanahan, he went on just a little bit more in depth. And, like, he's like, people didn't understand. The 49ers were trying to get Muhammad Sanu instead of Emmanuel Sanders. Sanu was our, our target. Whenever he the trade happened for a second round pick to the Patriots, he he uh, what's it called? He had a he pulled his hamstring, and he was never okay. Uh, it was a hamstring or a high ankle sprain. I'm sorry, I, I'm wrong on one of those. If somebody knows the answer, help me out there. But he was never healthy, and so he didn't catch up. And so because he didn't catch up and he was pushing everything, eventually. The Patriots just said, screw it, and cut him. So he came to the 49ers, but it was in the middle of the season. We had him here for like a week or two. It just, he never caught on. It wasn't there, and we ended up waving him. Well, then he goes away, gets fully healthy. This offseason, we bring him back. Not only did we bring him back, we sent him to Trey Lance's pro day to work out. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's bad. Yeah, okay, Brian Carter said it was a it was a bad thigh bruise, like a bone bruise. And Brian Carter, as always, the man, love the podcast. I got to listen to about 15 minutes of it. So if you're looking for some more 49ers content, uh, Brian Carter, if you throw into the message here, I don't know the title of it. I just hit subscribe and play. What's the title of your 49ers podcast? He's a good dude, man. This guy, he, he does some work. So throw that up in there. I want to promote that. But again, back to this idea. He's finally healthy, okay? And so that's my wide receiver three because, again, you look at this wide receiver core, they're young. Brandon Ayuk, second year. Debo, third year. Then you got a bunch of guys behind him. Um, Brian Carter 89 is the name of that podcast if you want to check it out. Good dude. Um, it's Brian Carter uh, 99 of 49ers podcast. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, now, there are some other guys that have returned. D Ford and Bosa are both back in individual drills. I would not have guessed this. I thought Bosa had a chance to be participating in live drills whenever he came back just because his injury was so soon. I did not think D Ford was. And I'm going to dive in a little bit more on that, but let's give each one of these guys their due credit and due time and deal with this the respect they deserve because they're incredible. So here's Kyle Shanahan on the Bosa return. A little bit. I looked a couple times. Chance to see Nick. I mean, he looks like he's pretty healthy and uh, will go. Yeah, Nick, I mean, Nick takes care of himself and better than anyone I've ever been around. Um, just, I mean, the guy has got a one-track mind, and it's awesome. So you knew he'd come in great, and now it's just about you got to know how much time it's been since the injury. I mean, it's him moving and looking like the player he is isn't an issue. It's just about building it up the right way. So when he gets out there with 22 people, um, he does. He can react and feel safe if he gets caught in an awkward position. So we'll take our time with that and be smart. And again, the the optimism's there. He looks incredible. He looks later than he ever has been. Now, Bosa talked at the press conference today uh, with the mask on, and the question was asked, like, "Yeah, oh, you're wearing a mask. We assume you're not vaccinated." He's not vaccinated. He said he hadn't made up that mind yet. Here's why I bring that up, not because whatever choice he's going to make, you know, I don't want to dive into this whole thing, whatever else. Uh, I'm vaccinated. My whole family's vaccinated, whatever. But I'll say this. The, the reason why I bring it up, that close contact, that COVID, fully expect every single player in the NFL that is not vaccinated to miss some time because you don't have to test positive. You do have to wear a tracker with you at all times during the season. 
And if you're close to somebody else that has tested positive and they track all those things with the cell phones and all that kind of stuff, you miss time. To put this into perspective, 10 players, 10 new players tested positive today in the NFL for the COVID whatever. Sorry, let me rephrase that. 10 players were put on COVID reserve today. Of those 10 players, two had positive tests. That means eight players were put on COVID reserve, not for a positive test, because of close contact. That's the thing that you got to watch out for. That's the thing that you got to just say, hey, they're going to miss some time. And that's okay. It's a long season. People are going to miss time. Uh, very seldom. It's a 100% injury rate in the NFL. Very seldom do people play 16 games, let alone 17. But I'm very, very pumped about Bosa's return. Oh, Charlie, appreciate the gift, man. He says, what three NFL teams can you see become the next dynasty? I'm going to leave the 49ers out of this discussion. Um, and I love that question, right? And so a couple things have to be in place. Awesome head coach, awesome quarterback. And, you know, you throw in a defense outside of that. You know, I think Kansas City's there now. I'm telling you right now, the Chargers are a scary team. One, I love their head coach. Um, I, I think that one of the biggest losses of the entire year, the Rams losing their D.C., Brandon Staley. And Justin Herbert, that dude is 100% for real. So that's number one. Number two, Man, you got to go a ways. I'm going to go Miami, and this is a little bit of outside whatever. I kind of like the head coach there, and I kind of like Tua. I like the way they're building that team. They have so many 49ers. <laughs> they just uh, claimed Ross Reynolds, who was on our practice squad for two years. They love 49ers players. So I'm going to throw Miami in there. Um, I like that team um, more than I probably should. And, man, next up, I, you know, again, I can't say the 49ers. I'm not going to say the 49ers. I'm going to throw in the Chicago Bears. I really like Justin Fields. I think he's going to be very, very successful. And so I could totally see that team doing some good things. Um, and again, like I say all these things, and man, we're going to start our betting specials next week coming up for the 2021 season. And I'm telling you right now, I've already put some money on those teams. So if you hear me talking about something and I like, I just know I'm not just throwing crap against the wall. I'm not a clickbait guy. Those of you that know me, I'm a guy. If I say something, it's because I believe in it. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, just like the whole Trey Lance thing. For those of you that were with the draft uh, coverage, I never wavered. I was really big on Trey Lance. And I put my money on Trey Lance. And it happened. And you bet I'm going to flex on that. Just because <laughs> that's who I am. Um, anyway, that's who I am. Uh, Brian, thanks for the gift. He said, appreciate the podcast. Shout out, John. Yes, sir, man. Brian's a good dude. Good dude. 49ers Ultimate Report. Thank you. He said, congrats on 400 shows. Uh, and I need you back on my show. Hey, man, we will need to set that up. <laughs> I will be honest, running all my practices and all these shows and classes start next week for me. My AP classes start early. Who? Um, yeah, that, that, that's a rough one. I, I am with you, Scott. He says this. He says, I, I'm totally down. Sorry, I'm, I don't move on. I would love to be on your show. Probably not going to be able to swing anything this season. Off-season, man, you got first dibs. You let me know when you want on there. Off-season, draft season, I'm with you, man. I had a blast last time. 49ers Ultimate Report, that was a blast. Um, Scott, terrible coach and GM in Chicago. I'm with you on the GM. I'm not sure about the head coach. He's never had a quarterback. We'll have to wait and see. I love that defense. I love the quarterback and the city. Um, I, I think they support. Just, I think, I think they're set for finally having some success. But that's just me. All right, back to good old D Ford. 
I, I told you guys, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I was wrong on D Ford. I hope I'm even more wrong on D Ford because y'all heard me. I didn't think D Ford was ever going to play or practice or take a snap ever again. Here's the head coach on D Ford. Okay, I've just been with him, and you know I've seen the history, and um, you know we we got to be smart with it. You know it's it's been a tough situation for him and us just going through it, and the sensitivity of his injury. So I I try to never get too high or too low with it. I mean, if D Ford's healthy and can play, we we all know how much he's going to help us and how much he did when he was healthy in 2019. But um, you know I just. I keep my fingers crossed, but I sit there and I'm not going to hope or wish. I'm just going to we're going to go about our business, and um, if things work out for him, it's going to be a hell of a deal for him, and it's a hell of a deal for the Niners. That's the, it's it's ca- cautiously optimistic. I think was the term that John Lynch used, and I think that's where you are. I can't believe D Ford's doing sled drills. I thought he'd be working with the trainer, high knees, stretching, all that kind of stuff off to the side. That's what I was expecting. Nope. That dude's out there hitting a sled, which if you're having back and neck problems, imagine, you know, throwing your whole body into one of those shit. That's where it's going to hurt. And so it's going to put that tension there. So he is miles and not a little bit. He's way ahead of what I expected. I was wrong. I didn't think he'd ever play again. Now I'm like, okay, this guy's going to play again. But again, he was at this point last year in training camp. So I was wrong, and I admit that. I hope I'm so freaking wrong. I hope, you know, (laughs) I hope D Ford comes on this podcast and tells me you were wrong, you're a chump, I proved you wrong, and I have freaking hats off to him. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, So we'll just have to kind of see what happens there. But, man, anything that he comes back with, is incredible cg what's up cj ruthless sports appreciate it two dollars awesome gift he said when will i collaborate on your stream i love it man i love the hustle we might have to work something out this off season um we'll, we'll, we'll throw something out there again again during the season's a mess um you know i had <laughs> I, I don't know if i should say this i probably should i had a pretty big uh podcaster reach out to me recently much bigger than I am, much bigger than myself, credentials-wise and all those things. And I was just like, man, sorry. I don't have time to put together all this stuff. Like, I've got my stuff going. I appreciate it. Off-season, I'd love to hook up. It's hard. It's really, really hard to, you know, collaborate and stuff. And I have, like, a 45-minute to one fifteen, an hour and 15-minute window to post and go live and all those things. And if I miss it, I don't get to record this day. Just because all the kind of stuff that I'm trying to work with with the school coaching and teaching and family and all that stuff. So I've got these tiny little windows. And there's a reason why I'm the only one on here. <laughs> it's hard to coordinate all that stuff. Really, really difficult. Scott, appreciate the gift, my friend. He says, congrats on 400. I already have the clip ready to send you when D suits up and plays week one. Man, throw that in my face. Throw everything in my face, man. Um, I'm definitely not right all the time. But... I'm hopefully I'm going to be able to explain the way in which I arrived at my understanding and my you know projection or my opinion. I'm not a hot take guy. That's just this is not who I am. I, I don't have enough energy for that. Uh, consistency I think is key, and the logic in which you arrive at those things I think is important. Next up, I want to talk about the offensive line. Um, we brought it up already about Aaron Banks struggling today in pass protection. Daniel Brunskill got the uh, start at right guard. Now, the number twos, I think this is very telling. There's so much to talk about here. At number two, the second offensive line, 
Jalen Moore at left tackle. That's crazy. Um, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, when they drafted him, said, we see him as a guard. That's what they saw him as. Then school goes down. He gets injured. Well, then they started working Jalen Moore at guard and tackle, guard and tackle. He comes out starting with the second team at left tackle over Sean Coleman, who's been with the team for three years. Colton McKivitz, he was the second team starter at left guard. This is crazy to me. Because again, if you go back to my roster projection, you know, again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I had those two guys flipped. I had McKivitz winning the swing tackle job, which he was getting tackle snaps at minicamp. This tells me McKivitz didn't hold. That's all there is to it. Jalen Moore did. Now, Jalen Moore's footwork was really, really poor, um, you know, in his game film coming out of college, Western Michigan. So there's, there's some stuff going on there, and I love it. And I think that's incredible. Center, backup center, Jake Brindle. Uh, Banks, Aaron Banks, our second-round pick, was at um, right guard. And Tom Compton at right tackle. What the hell? There's like three things on there that I'm just like scratching my head. Like, they're trying to find some pieces. Uh, that's kind of where they're at. Now, here's, let's do another giveaway. Let's go. This is going to help our local people out. Aaron Banks, our second-round pick from Notre Dame, the first person that scrolls across my screen, what high school did he graduate from? Aaron Banks. Which high school did Aaron Banks graduate from? You get yourself a t-shirt if you got the correct answer. Um, CG, thanks for the gift again, my friend. He said, my stream with you was the only one with a 1,000 views. Uh, just want to say thank you. Man, appreciate that, CG. And that's not me. <laughs> that's all these awesome people that are here. I, I, I love... I love the people that are a part of this, that participate and hang out and spend their time. And some of you guys, your money on these things. And what it does do is it makes Florida Niners football better for all of us. That's what this community is all about. Yeah, it's podcasts, it's views, it's numbers. And CGI I can say this, man. Um, I'm a better 49ers football fan and podcaster because of my interactions with you. And vice versa, hopefully vice versa. Um, so I'm glad that you had that success, man. Keep building, dude. You're a grinder. Oh, we got a winner. Mike Chilton, El Cerrito High School. That is correct. Aaron Banks, he was a stud guard, averaged above a double-double. Um, not a guard. He, he was a center um, in basketball. So Mike Chilton, go ahead and respond to me. 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, and I'll be getting there. Man, a lot of people got the right answer. Uh, runaway Turtle right behind him. Eli got it correct as well, and so did Scott, Cameron. Awesome. I love it. Uh, just awesome. I, I, <laughs> this is fun, man. This is a lot of fun, and it's cool giving stuff away, and that's fun. Now, back to the O-line. I wanted one more comment from fullback FB number one, Kyle Juszczyk, the juice, on just how different this offensive line is and the size of the O-line. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. Um, I do – I have noticed just a, a difference in uh, the makeup of the offensive line. It was evident in OTAs, just um, the different size of guys. Um, just when you get in the huddle, it's, wow, all right, this – we got a, quite the group in front of us um, that looks a little bit different than uh, it did early on. So I, I think maybe that's a possibility, uh, but, you know, it's hard to say on day one. It's, it's a different group, man. We added a lot of size going from Brunskill to Mac, going from, you know, whoever you want to count at right guard. It's, it's changed a lot from Tom Compton up to Aaron Banks. Uh, Mike McGlinchey added more weight. 
They're just big, and they're bigger than they were. And I love that about this team. Punt returners. Another thing that I thought was important is who is getting work at punt returners because we don't really have a guy there. Mostert. Raheem. Getting some work back there at punt returner. Why not, man? If that dude catches it with some space, watch out. Ayuk, he was getting some work back there. Richie James, Travis Benjamin, Sanu, Craycraft, and Simba Webster, who we brought in as well. So a lot of names back there getting punt returner work. That's one of those open spots. And now just because you hear Mostert and Ayuk names working back there, they're not going to be your every down punt returners. That's not what it is. You have a safe and you have an explosive. A safe punt returner is if there's the opportunity where you think there's going to be a fair catch, you're just going to put somebody back there that's going to secure the catch, and you don't mind taking a hit. The explosive one, you're down in a division game fourth quarter, and the other team's punting from their end zone, and you want you have to have a big pl play to win this game. That's where you put somebody like Mostert, like Ayuk, back there. So you know a lot of there was a huge discussion. This was started by Grant Cohn. Got to give him credit for this. The dude's all over the place. One, he works so hard, man. Uh, whether you like him or not, that don't matter. Uh, the dude works really, really hard. But you know he was saying Ayuk should be a punt returner. So I put it out there. Do you think he should be returning punts? Uh, about 77% said no, keep him safe, all those things. But you need an explosive one back there just in case, and you got to practice it. You go back to college, Brandon Ayuk got so pissed off, and this was at his JC before he transferred to Arizona State. He was an all-American JC player, and they pulled him off special teams, and he flipped out. And he went after his coach. It was like, this is total BS. I need to be out there. I'm the best punt returner. I want to play. I want to play. And, like, that's important to him. So you give him that chance. Let him practice it. Who knows? You might need it once or twice this season. Other than that, I don't want my number one wide receiver out there returning punts. It's just, no, that's just not what I want. Um, let's see here. Charlie, thanks for the gift. He says, who wins in your opinion? 2012 Niners versus the 2019 Niners. Ooh, that is interesting. Coaching, run game, I'm going 2019. Defense, 2020. 2012, I mean. I think, man, I wish Kyle Shanahan could coach both of them, which is saying a lot because Harbaugh's incredible. I just don't like his play calling near as much. Um, I, think, I think I'm going to go 2012 Niners. Uh, that's a fun question. One um, in the offseason, I would love to dive into that a little bit more. Both are incredible. You can make arguments for why both teams would win. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'm going 2012. I'm going 2012. Uh, 2012 defense would be flagged out of the stadium. And it's crazy how dramatically it has shifted quickly. And I think the 49ers had a lot to do with it. Um, you know, when we drafted... Uh, the, the kid from Wisconsin, uh, Borland, Chris Borland, you know, rookie of the year, all that stuff. Amazing. Incredible. He retires NFL that during that time period, not just because of him, because a lot of people, they said, we got to clean this up and I get pissed off too. Whenever those penalties flags come flying and it's just like, are you kidding me? They've got to keep people healthy. They've got to change it. Otherwise kids won't play. And I deal with this as, you know, trying to recruit kids to come out and play, so many times, oh, my dad won't let me play. Oh, my mom won't let me play. That's a family choice. I get it. Yeah, as a 
person that played in high school, man, I had several concussions, but I, I was a big meathead and led with my head all the time as fullback. Uh, I was I was a dummy, and I didn't have good coaches that helped me out with that and learn how to hit properly. So, you know, you get a little bit of that negative whatever. You got to clean that up. You got to clean up injuries, and it's it, you got to take for what it is. But, yeah, I'm with you there. Guys, this has been awesome. I freaking love this. 400 episodes down. And again, I'm going to say it, and it sounds cliche, but hey, I'm pretty damn cliche. Um, we're, we're just getting started. We're going to keep going, man. This thing is not going anywhere. So really do appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe. If you had to hit the thumbs up, hit that thumbs up button. Come back and join us because the season hasn't started. And I want to be honest with you. I think the best thing that the 49ers Rush Prod podcast provides to its listeners is the game is, is the post-game show. As soon as the 49ers game is over, we go live. Um, game's over. I usually go put my beer up, go to the bathroom, <laughs> finish up my notes, Kyle Shanahan press conference. We go live immediately after that. Make sure you join us for nothing else than that because that is a really cool just debriefing period with the faithful, going over the goods and the bad, player of the games, why we lost, why we won, what we missed, what we hit on, things like that. I think that's probably what we do better than others. Uh, but anyway, appreciate you guys as always. This is awesome. And if you haven't taken part in the 49ers Rush Road Trip, head over there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go get your tickets. We're going to three cities, Chicago, the Rams, and the Eagles. Go get it done. Come party with us. That's what we want you guys to do. So that's going to do it for us today. You guys are incredible. Thank you guys so much. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.